Hey guys, I'm Sage, and this is the Iconic Dollcast. On this podcast, I'll be talking about iconic dolls and their cultural impact over time. As a longtime doll collector, I thought it would be interesting to go back and research all about the dolls that I had growing up. This includes everything from Barbie to Britney, all the way to American Girls, and so much more. I specialize in making customized versions of the Britney Spears doll. If you haven't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls, on TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls, and Twitter, B Spears Dolls. You can also follow the official podcast Instagram, Iconic Dollcast. Welcome to the Iconic Dollcast. My name is Sage, your host. Thank you for being here for another episode all about dolls. I hope you guys have been enjoying this. Honestly, when I started this podcast, I had absolutely no idea of where it was going to go, and I'm just super pumped with how it's all turned out. It's been a really big pleasure talking with all these wonderful people about the dolls we love and grew up with. It has just been so cool. I don't really have any super cool life updates this week, but I am getting really excited for summer. Summer is my favorite time of year. I have lived in Colorado all my life, and I have to be honest, I am actually not a big fan of the cold. I don't ski or snowboard, but I will say that Colorado summers are the best. And (laughs) I had the shittiest summer last year, and I'm just really excited to make the most of this one, and I am so looking forward to that. Today on the show, I'm talking with Sal, who runs his own doll business and the Instagram and TikTok account, Salvador Lopez Aregia. So sorry if my pronouncing is not correct, but I will have it listed in the show notes. And Sal makes these amazing doll designs, mostly for Integrity Toy Dolls, and they are some of the coolest designs I've ever seen. It was really awesome talking with another doll designer and collector, so I really hope you enjoy this episode. I've really been loving these episodes where I speak with someone just about dolls and doll collecting in general rather than a specific brand. So I have a few more of these coming for you very soon, and I hope you enjoy them as much as I have. Before we get into the interview, please give me a follow on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls or Iconic Dollcast, and leave me a five-star review. It really helps getting my podcast out there, and I appreciate you guys so much. So... With that being said, let's get into my interview with Sal, all about doll designing. All right, Sal, thank you so much for being on the Iconic Doll Cast. It's so exciting to have another doll designer and creator on the show with me today. And so what is your background with dolls? How'd you get into the doll business? And tell us about what you do. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am a big fan of your show. Thank you. Uh, The podcast show. I listen to it all the time. So it's an honor. And I got started like in 2008. And, you know, like that's a long, long time ago. But I didn't really start in the business till 2017. Okay. 16, around, yeah, there. And then when the pandemic hit and a lot of people were out of jobs, that's when I needed a business to kind of have that extra income. 
coming in. So yeah, it's it's been a long time. Yeah, that is a very long time. That's awesome. And so you run a very cool and successful doll business. So tell us all about it. So basically, I saw a need for doll clothes that were more on the sexier side, I guess, or the street style Mm -hmm. side. So you're a big Britney Spears fan. Absolutely. So think like 2001 Britney Spears kind of aesthetic or like Jennifer Lopez kind of aesthetic going on. And, you know, like the dolls that really had those kind of clothes were the Bratz or the Mycenes or mm-hmm. that kind of like of dolls. And I was like, why don't we do that for integrity or, you know, more, I guess, regular human dolls? Yeah, just like fashion <laughs> dolls. Yeah, for more fashion dolls and um you didn't think that it was going to be that successful, to be honest. I, I do like my work, but... Oh, it's great. Uh, the reaction was a lot better than I expected. I was like, maybe my stuff is a little too sexy or a little too uh, street, but people really went for it. Yeah, it's like super high fashion. It's really cool. And I, I'm not too familiar with how you put out your product, but like I just went on your website and like you have two two costumes up that are sold out, which is really cool. So what, how do you do that? Do you just like put out, like, do you make a bunch of, you know, one design and then put those out? And then once those are all gone, then you do another set or how does that all work? Yes. They all get deleted. So there's been a lot of fashions that have gone through the website already that are no longer there because they sold out. And every time something sells out, then when the next, collection comes up then they automatically get deleted so i have those two outfits that have sold out but once i get the new collection and then they're going to be booted out very cool and so (laughs) i I mean i assume you design all of the clothes on your own like you pick the cuts the everything all about them i take a big pride in everything being american made and american sourced so the snaps the thread the fabrics uh, my printer's local here in North Carolina, so everything's American source, American made, and ethically resourced, yeah. which is important to me. That's amazing. Yeah. So you you make all your patterns and everything as well, yeah? Yeah, I do all the patterns. I do all the, wow. all the fittings, all the stitches. Everything's here in America. that's awesome so how did you how did you get into all of this like were you always a doll collector or were you always into dolls like when when did you make your first outfit like I'm just I'm just like so curious like when that when did you learn how to sew I know that was a million questions but no let's go way back like when I was a little kid I didn't really have access to dolls that much but you know my sister did and Mm. I would just like see her and her friends make little outfits they would cut the sock into a dress. <laughs> I feel like a lot of kids did that, huh? Oh, yeah. They would cut the little socks and make it into dresses or get little tights and cut them into little dresses. And I was like, oh, my God, I wish I could do that. But I can't because I'm a boy. Oh. I'm from the 90s. So, like, back in the 90s, it's not as accepted as it is today, unfortunately. But, you know, at the same time, I'm so happy that the new generation doesn't have it as hard as we did, if, if that makes sense. Not all of us. Some of my friends were really lucky to have access to it. And... For some reason, I always thought that if you didn't have dolls as a, as a little boy, in, in our case as boys, uh, that you like became obsessed with it as an adult. But 
a lot of my friends did have access to dolls <laughs> and they still collect them like crazy. So I don't think it has anything to do with that. But that's kind of when I took an interest and then I decided to make outfits for my dolls first as an econ- kind of like a financial thing where, you know, it's doll clothes are expensive to buy. So I was like, let me make some for myself. And then it was more like, oh, let me make something that companies are not putting out that I want. Or if I see something on the runway that I want to do for my dolls. And I started doing that. And then people were like asking me a lot to sell them. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's some market for it. And yeah, that's how how it went down. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. So kind of just backtracking a little bit what you were saying. I uh, I just talked to someone and we talked all about growing up with boys and dolls and how over time it's kind of yeah. become way more accepted. And I, I, I was talking about how you like I did student teaching and one of the kids, he brought dolls to school and I thought it was really cool. I had a I had a pretty easy upbringing when it came to my dolls. Um, My grandparents were super supportive. I had tons and tons of dolls and I grew up in Boulder, Colorado. So it's pretty, they're pretty open there. So I, and one thing we talked about was how the nineties was such a big shift where it was like suddenly like, you know, it started being more accepted. And then now, you know, obviously it, it, it it is for the most part, I think that they, there's still some work, (laughs) This, that society can do to be a little bit more accepting. But I, I think it's it's looked down on a lot less, which is really cool. But I, I had a lot of dolls. And so were you always into fashion and that kind of helped with your creativity or what the, what's the deal with that? Oh my goodness, yes. When I was a little kid, I would, it's so silly, but I would always ask my mom and my dad to buy me like a sparkling sweatsuit that didn't even exist, but that's what I picked picture and I was like can you please write me a sparkling sweatsuit and I was it's like this obsession with like things that aren't even created that I want and that's kind of like how my obsession for creating came about mm. just like thinking of lots of outfits that I would want and they just didn't make them because if, if we think about commercial clothing manufacturers it's usually something that has to appeal to everyone and it's kind of like the same thing with doll manufacturers with big brands. They have to make clothes that appeal to a lot of people so that they can sell well. And that's where that need comes in, where you're like, oh, well, I would really want maybe like an S&M kind of <laughs> look for one of my candles, for example. And that's not something I do, but that's something that a toy company like Mattel or whoever is not going to make, right. you know, but um yeah, that's kind of how it started. And yeah, I've always been obsessed with fashion. Uh, during the quarantine, unfortunately, I think a lot of us just traded in our outfits for sweatpants and tank tops. But, <laughs> you know, it's like... But it's not so, Barbie. No, 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 no. She always has to look glam. She doesn't need to wear her mask. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And so let's talk about like, I see you have a lot of dolls behind you. So is there a specific brand that you collect? Do you all dolls? Like, are there some like brands that are your favorite? So I mostly collect integrity toys. That's my main line that I collect. I collect Poppy Parker, uh, New Face and Fashion Royalty. And those are the clothes that I make mostly design, you know, for them. And it's actually such a great company. They gave me my first opportunity to produce a doll. Oh, and wow. yeah, they're just a great company. They really support small businesses, you know, uh, creating and 
you know, like they let you use their dolls. And I think that's such a huge thing, actually, because other toy companies don't like you using their dolls to sell your clothes and stuff like that. But they do. They're, you know, really supportive of small businesses. So I think that's why it's my company that I, you know, love so much. And then obviously Barbie. I have so many Barbies. Me too. <laughs> like, yeah. Like obsessed with them. And then I have some Rainbow High, Ever After High, a little bit of everything, but the biggest brands that I collect are Integrity and Barbie. And I do actually have some Britney Spears dolls. I was just going to ask you, my listeners will kill me if I don't ask you, do you have a Britney doll? Of course. <laughs> I have a few. I have Good. so many uh, that are prepped for rewards that I haven't gotten to, but hopefully one day I'll get to it and make some oaks. Not as cool as you, but you know. We'll try. Aww. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And so I assume I'm just looking, I assume you work your doll business out of your home, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, so I do as well. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because it's kind of crazy <laughs> when you run a doll business. I mean, I literally, no one can see this, it's audio only, but like <clears throat> next to me, I have an entire, it's probably like 50 doll heads that are just out here drying because I washed oh them. Yes. And then I just, I mean, my house is covered in glitter. You can't escape it. Doll hair everywhere. And so I assume it's kind of the same for you. So what is your craft room like? And how, how many hours a week do you think you spend in there? It's a lot. And I wish I had hardwood floors because, you know, when you cut so much fabric, oh my goodness, you can vacuum every day and it's still going to be like crazy. And um, I'm pretty much a neat freak like for the most part but at, at a certain point you just can't control everything oh my gosh 100 percent. so I, I am fortunate enough to have so my kitchen is like split into two I can't really explain it correctly but it's like two rooms there's just no wall and so my craft room is in the other side of my kitchen and I do have like a carpet under my main table and I just gave up vacuuming it. Like I'll do it like once a month because I'm just like, there's no, this is yeah. such a way, this is wasting my time right now. But I mean, just, I I wouldn't say I'm a neat freak. So I do get a little bit crazy when I'm making my dolls, especially when I'm doing like right. multiple ones at a time, there's just shit everywhere. And then at the end of the day, I have to put it all away just to bring it all out again the next day. But I, I mean, I assume this your craft room is where you spend most of your time. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And I wish that I was more organized, but it's just like impossible. And glitter is bound to get on your eyelashes. I'll sometimes go out and be like, what's going on? Why do I have glitter everywhere? But I can only imagine if I repainted that would be insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I can't even get into the repainting stuff. It's too much. I already have so much on my plate. Like I think it would be cool, but I also just think like when you have a doll that you really love, it's like, so like, I wouldn't feel right about repainting a Britney Spears doll because I love the Britney Spears doll. And I think that one of the things that kind of takes my business to the next level is that a lot of people buy them for nostalgic reasons. And I think yeah. it's because they are so excited to get that exact same doll that they had when they were younger, you know, maybe they've lost it along the way, or, you know, some people buy multiple Britney dolls, but I think that it's probably one of the more special parts about it is that it is the original Britney doll and people just go crazy over that. And I think she's so pretty, but also with like, Barbie like I just 
I just don't want to, I think her face is like so pretty already. So I, I just don't like to get into that. And then, like I said, if I were to add repainting to all of this, like it just takes so much more time or money. I try to keep everything pretty cost friendly for people. I'm not trying to charge people yeah. $800 for one doll, you know, but I do think some of the repainting is really pretty, but I just, I don't think I have the patience for it. I already have, my patience is already tested like every single day when yeah. I'm making these. What, what do you think the most stressful part about operating a doll business from home is? Staying focused, but I think that's like for anybody who works from home, like it's so tempting to like check your phone and I can luckily turn on the TV and that won't be a distraction, but it's so tempting to like check your phone, check Mercari or eBay to see if there's any good deals going on. Of course. I know like for Britney, it's so competitive because I used to buy them religiously. I know it's really competitive for like buying Britney dolls. So like when there's a, there's, there's a good deal coming out, you want to refresh your phone to see like, if a good deal comes up and you can pick it up or whatever. So I think that's the hardest part, just being so tempted to check your phone for stuff to buy or just checking Instagram and browsing. Or if you get on TikTok, then it's over. But yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, I would agree. I think that I, I agree with all that. I also think like if I were doing this anywhere else, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel as comfortable. I don't even know how to explain that, but just like being in my house where I know where everything is, not to say that like an office, I wouldn't, but I don't know. I love it, but I do, I do find myself getting distracted a lot. I'm pretty good at staying focused, but you're also in your house. So it's like, Ooh, I could be doing this or this or this or this. So that does get a little complicated. I also think the toughest part is definitely just staying organized. Like it's impossible. Like I, I, I have, I have a pretty good idea of where everything is. And sometimes when I organize shit, like then I can't find it. Yeah. It it drives me crazy. I'm like, what the rhinestones were here. Like, where did I put them? I don't know. But, and also the mess, like I said, like I'll, I'll go out and people like, Oh, you have glitter on. And I'm like, Oh yeah. What would you say your favorite part about doll designing is? Definitely creating things that people love. And it's like such a high when you see other people posting them on their own dolls. Like I can't explain it because people always, people who design for humans always say that whenever they see someone on the street wearing their clothes, they go crazy. And it's like the same thing when you see other people's dolls wearing your designs. You're like, oh my goodness, that's like really cool. And so cool. It's the best part, like the love that I get from people. Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, I uh, I went to a few of the free Britney rallies out in Los Angeles before, you know, conservatorship yeah. was ended. And there was a few people who had Britney Spears custom dolls and brought them to the rallies. And it was just, it was really cool to oh, see them. Awesome. And it was also like cool to be like, oh, like which one, <laughs> which one did you get? And like, see like, oh, I remember making this one. That's pretty cool. Or like, I don't remember doing this one at all, but thank you for buying one. That's really awesome. Yeah. And I, I just think overall, like, I think people get really excited and happy about dolls and things they buy for their dolls or dolls that they buy and it's always nice to put a smile on people's faces when you've put in a lot of hard work on something oh yeah is there a favorite design that you've ever made like a outfit or is there one that really tops them all well i guess the one that i did for integrity toys that's gotta be my favorite and yeah you know because it was mass produced a lot of people you know had access to it 
and that's always cool. And no, it's gonna be that one for sure. Yeah, that's I amazing. wanted to ask you, do you feel like a lot of your customers are Britney Spears doll collector fans who just want those extra dolls that they don't have? It's just random fans. Uh actually no. I think that people who are really into Britney Spears doll collecting don't like to mess with their collections. Um, and bring in something new. Not to say none of them do. Quite a few of them, you know, have a ton of Britney dolls. But I would say most of the times it is people who just want to, you know, get one and they don't don't have any of the others or they had one when they were a kid. I think that a lot of the people that buy my dolls are are definitely big, big, big Britney fans, but they're not necessarily doll collectors. And I don't, yeah. I, I don't know how different it would be if they were. But I think uh, for the most part, it's mostly just one-offs. And I love it when people get like really random ones like that. No, unless you were like a, a hardcore Britney Spears stan, like you would not even know she wore this like random, like she wore this outfit this way in Portugal <laughs> on the Onyx hotel tour. And this is exactly how I want it. Or like one time she promoted her video in Italy on TRL Italy. And this is the outfit I want. So that's always really cool. But I, I don't know. I, I, there's definitely a handful of them that have like shared their full collections with me, but a, a lot of people will build a collection off of my stuff. So like one guy, I know he has like 36 or something custom Britney Spears dolls that I made for him. And um, they're all, they're all lined up in their boxes and it's really cool, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally sure, but I think most of the time it's just one-offs or, you know, four or five of them, but they don't, they're not really into collecting the official dolls. Yeah, I like both. I enjoy both. Yeah. What was the first doll you ever got? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm a 90s kid. Hold on. Let me try to remember. Probably. Oh, I guess a Ken doll. My parents didn't allow me to play with Ken dolls. So there was always a loophole. (laughs) And yeah, I think I had a Ken doll when I was like seven. I think they got me a Ken doll and a a Barbie Corvette for Christmas and that was kind of like a loophole. There's like, you can't play with Barbie, and but you can play with Ken. And like, honestly, I know it sounds like, oh my God, poor kid. They didn't only let him play with dolls. But I'm also like of the belief that your parents were raised on a different time period. So it's not good to be too hard on them because they're, they're different times. And, you know, at the end of the day, they had their reasons and they did their best and they're super supportive now. So, um Yeah. No, yeah. that's totally understandable. I've had quite a few guests who've kind of said the same thing. And I don't think I don't think there was any like, you know, militian out of that. It's just, yeah, they're raised in a wow. different time. And I'm sure it would be very different today. And like I'm sure the way you raise your kids is gonna be very different from the way that oh, your yeah, parents sure. raised you, but still have some of those similarities. I don't know. I was just I guess I was just really lucky. Like my especially my grandma, she bought me a lot of Barbies. <laughs> Like all, (laughs) all the, all the Barbies, to be honest, like I, she, I think she was just really into them as well. Um, and then they also, my grandparents also were really into American girl dolls. So I had a lot of those. They really loved, they loved teaching me the history behind them. 
So that was, I mean, very. I'm very lucky. It was very special. But like, I definitely, I've talked to so many people that have kind of the same story as you. And then you said they are. They have you. You. I assume you've showed them your stuff, and they're probably super All impressed. My they're super supportive. All of my family is. I mean, I'm sure there's like one or two that you know probably say some things behind the scenes. But at the end of the day, I really don't care because like when you're your parents and your immediate family is so so like nothing else really matters you know very true and so uh, this brings me into my next question because we're kind of talking about this so do you find it odd or awkward when people ask hey what do you do for work and then you have to explain to them because I definitely am I mean it's getting better now because I just I don't care but at first when I started Britney Spears custom dolls like I think I told like four of my friends and Now everyone knows, but because like, it's so awkward because people who I don't, I don't talk to ever, you know, have found, found me, but how do you approach that when someone asks you what, what you do and how do you explain it to them? Well, you know, sometimes you just don't want to talk about it. You're just not in the mood to explain to strangers everything. And it's not that I'm not proud of it. I'm so proud of it, but sometimes you just don't feel like going into detail about everything and you know sometimes I I just assign freelance and or I'll lie (laughs) honestly when I just don't feel like you know giving the whole speech I'll be like oh well I just work from home it's really boring you don't want to know about it and just go from there but uh people (laughs) are kind of intense in general it's kind of like the whole where are you from question when they see that you're brown or that you look a certain way that it's not white Uh they're like where are you from and sometimes you just don't feel like explaining everything so you're just like well i'm from here (laughs) right here yeah yeah yeah. i get it yeah 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 sometimes i avoid the question too or because i mean i also have a full-time job but i mean this is my little passion project right and like i might what makes you happy yeah yeah and it's a little awkward but it's it's so funny when i do tell someone they're like well so what what else do you do it's like oh well i make (laughs) i make custom britney spears dolls they like no one rarely does someone know how to respond to that they're just like what does that what does that mean and i'm like it means exactly exactly what i just told you and sometimes i'll just open the instagram and be like just look i like i can't explain this but i do find it awkward because you know sometimes people are like why (laughs) yeah exactly people just don't get it it's kind of like people who collect um coins per se or uh i'm trying to think of something like just random things like I don't get it but that doesn't mean that I'm gonna be like why did he do that like no I think people should just be able to do what makes them happy as long as it's legal and safe yeah 100% and like you know I I always use the comparison you know some people buy really expensive shoes I buy really expensive Barbies sometimes and like you know what a lot of people waste their money on, I mean, actually, I'm not even going to say people are wasting their money. You should do whatever you want with your money. But I, I would yeah. be willing to bet that my my collection of things um, probably has put me in a lot less financial debt than someone who is obsessed with buying $800 shoes and 
$2,000 watches and all that stuff. And it's just so funny when you put that perspective into people's heads. It's like, well, yeah, I just bought a $500 doll, but you just bought a $600 hoodie. Like, does it make sense to me? Yeah. And it's like, it does, that doesn't make sense to me, but I don't have a problem with you buying whatever you want, but it it does get to me when people are like, like, that's such a silly way to spend your money. And I'm like, who are you to, who are you to tell me what what I can and cannot spend my money on? It's like, you're not my parents. You're not telling me how to spend my money. Yeah. So going back to doll designing, um, is there anything that you, what do you look forward to least when you're making a creation? Taking the pictures. I hate it. Yes, me too. (laughs) It's like my least favorite part of the whole concept because I'll sometimes design a dress or a look and I'm like, holy cow, she looks so amazing. This dress looks beautiful. And then I take the picture and I'm like, hmm, okay. I feel like it could look better, but it's kind of like, oh, and then just setting up the lighting. I'm just not a fan of doing the pictures. It is the absolute worst. I how many how many photos do you have in your iPhone or your phone? Oh, like five thousand. Oh well, I have sixty nine thousand three hundred eighty seven because I, I I guess I'm just have a really big uh, storage on this phone. I'm never getting rid of it. I take so many pictures because if I look at it and there's even one single piece of hair out of place, like it drives me nuts. Or if like just something isn't on, right? Especially with Brittany, she wears like these tiny, tiny little leotards and sometimes like a side boob will come out or, and, and like no one would notice it except for me, but I'm like, I cannot do anything with this until I fix that. And I will take so many photos of each doll. It's such a pain in the ass. The lighting, has to look right. I hate doing it too because it just spoils everything for me because sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, I thought this was so good. And now I'm looking at this photo and I hate it. I've even like taken pictures before and gone back and redone the whole doll because yeah. it drives me crazy. But I also really, really don't like rerouting. Oh my goodness, me either. It, it, it is, I mean, I'm a lot faster at it now. And like, that's not even the issue that it takes so long. It's just like, it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. Sometimes I'm like, I, like I'm at the point where like, fortunately I can watch like a TV show or something and I don't really have to watch what I'm doing. Cause like, it's just the same thing over and over and over again, but hate rerouting. It's such a pain. Well, that's the magic of editing. Like when I see your TikToks, I'm like, holy cow, he's doing it so fast. But no, oh, I know. It's just fast forward. Unfortunately, with Britney, like her dolls did not have the best hair. We a lot, of, like, a lot of people like, tell me that, and you know what is so yeah. funny is I really don't agree. Her the okay, you so I, I I reroute anyone who orders a custom order, I'll reroute it for them because I think it is. I mean, rerouting is a huge pain in the ass, but it does really finish everything off yeah, like really so good. well. But I think that the Britney doll hair holds really well. And so, especially, especially because her hair is always, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a mess, but that's fine. Like, we love it. I do think that the hair on this doll holds really well. So sometimes I'll use it as is, but I I hear that a lot, that her hair quality is not great, but I think it, it, it molds and takes shape really well, but it definitely is kind of plasticky now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. 
I think like some of them just had the glue issues sometimes when the glue was seeping and I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to start from scratch. And oh my God. And you know, I think I'm, I'm fairly, fairly sure that with the Britney doll, especially when she had like a shorter haircut, um, same with the Spice Girls. I'm like pretty positive they were using like super glue on like on bangs and stuff to oh, yeah. keep it just like hard. Cause some of it you have to like, you have to like pull it off their head. It's so annoying. And then it just doesn't, doesn't work well. But, um, some of them I think are all right. Do you have a favorite Britney doll? Yes. The Pepsi 2001 version. I love the-, the one with the stripe and the pants with the star. She's that- somewhere out here. That one's so cute. I love, so, I mean, I'm sure you know, like, the Pepsi doll is very different from the others. Like, the face mold is completely different. I think it, (laughs) I love it. I think the Pepsi doll looks more like her than any of the other ones. It's my favorite to use for sure. Every time I get those, I I put them away so I can use them for myself. (laughs) Do you ever make stuff just for, you know, like, yourself? You're like, I'm going to just make myself something. Um... Just with the reroutes, because I feel like they're so time-consuming. It really hurts my feelings to get rid of them. And that's why I stopped doing commissions, because... Oh my gosh, I I can relate. I've made some Britney dolls that I have been like, oh, I know, like, I can't let this go. I have to make a second one or whatever. I, I'm getting better about it, but um, every once in a while, I'll think of one that I've never done before. And I'll just make it for myself. And I always feel like anytime I try something new, it turns out better than I could have ever hoped. So sometimes I do that for myself just because, I mean, I also need to have some, like, you know, like for myself forever. So I I have like, I think like 10, 10 Britney dolls that I kept for myself or made for myself. It's like having a candy store and not being able to eat the candy. Yeah, exactly. So what what can we expect from you? What is coming next? Do you have you have a new collection coming out? And how often do they come out? They come out every season, actually. I try to do two in spring and summer, and I try to do two in winter and fall. And I just need to restock a little bit of restock with those two outfits that you saw on the website. So spring is coming and it's really beautiful. Yeah, I think it's like my favorite one so far. It's really fresh ideas. It's really just really cool, I think. And yeah, hopefully I can keep doing it for a little bit longer. That would be nice. I'm sure you will be able to. Is there anything like, is there any kind of crazy fashion or design that you you haven't done yet that you've wanted to try? Is there anything like you you just haven't got around to it yet? Wow, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think, I think I pretty much itch, scratch the itch every time I get it. That's awesome. No, that's cool. I mean, I think your designs are very fashion and very, very unique and very cool. I can, I could see why people would really love to have those. And so tell me what the integrity dolls, I don't, I don't really know anything about those. Are they, are they bigger than Barbie? Yes. They're a little bit taller. The new face line is and the Poppy Barker, it's probably around the same size as the Collector Barbie. Some, it's a little thinner and shorter, but my customers are so awesome that a lot of them will make it work for the oh, that they want. Yeah, that's cool. For. That's so, very cool. That's always, yeah. 
Oh, I can't wait to see the new one. So Sal, can you please tell everyone where they can follow you, what your social media is, and how they can buy your designs? Of course, you can go to Salvador Lopez Arriaga, which is S-A-L-D-A-D-O-R-L-O-P-E-Z-A-R-R-I-A-G-A on Instagram, on TikTok, and my link to the website is in there as well. So it's just arriaga.bigcartel.com. Perfect. And I'll definitely link that in the show notes. Well, I really appreciate your time. It's always nice to talk to someone else who... Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan. Yeah, it's just, it's always so much fun to talk with someone who has kind of the same interests in you or is kind of in the same, I mean, doll world, right? And it's, you know, it's, I'm so, I'm so grateful for the internet for the most part, because it's, it's, it's not easy to find people that are interested in the same thing as like, in the same thing when it comes to like dolls. And I think the internet has really been helpful and finding people, you know, I may, I'm not sitting with you talking with you, but it's still cool to find that connection with people and, you know, talk about things you enjoy. So I just thank you so much for being on here today and I'm sure we'll talk soon and I cannot wait to see the new collection. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right, you guys, there you have it. My interview with Sal, that was so much fun. It's always really neat to not only talk to doll collectors, but also people who do designs of their own. And Sal's work is very impressive. Please check out the show notes so you can give him a follow and check out all of his incredible designs. I've got a few cool new episodes coming for you guys very soon. So check out for that. Again, please follow me, Instagram, Britney Spears, Custom Dolls, or Iconic Dollcast. Leave me a review and I will talk to you guys next time.